0: So, what a week it's been already. It's not even over yet. Every day this week, I feel as though I've seen another black person call everybody on the planet a racist for something unfavorable happening to another black person or another other black person being made out to be a victim of something that happens on a regular basis to everybody. But because they're black, it's a special case And we need to coddle them and then we need to call everyone else a racist because that's how we operate. When I'm not trying to protect the world from race baiting at 3 o'clock in the morning, I am watching fights. I am fighting myself, whether it's boxing or other disciplines. It's a fantastic sport and if you haven't taken it up, please do. It's great. And a lot of it will kind of... It'll it'll get rid of a lot of bad habits or whatnot, right? Once you're humbled by a, at least at first a heavy bag, let alone a sparring partner, you're not even gonna think about like calling people racist anymore because you got bigger problems, right? You you're trying to you know fight for your life or whatnot, so you don't even have the wherewithal to to want to do that anymore. So I would recommend it, and also it's just good exercise. But regardless, over the weekend. I was watching a bunch of fights. UFC, I think it was 292. Aljamain Sterling versus Sean O'Malley. Great fight, but this is not a fight breakdown, so I'm not going to get into it that much. Reality, and I'll put it up, is that Sean O'Malley, who was not expected to win, white guy, knocks out Aljamain Sterling, who was expected to dominate, black guy, knocks him out, well, quote unquote, knocks him out, punches him in the face, Aljamain Sterling goes down. Sean O'Malley starts hammer fisting him. The referee stops the fight. It was for the title. Aljamain Sterling was the champion. He was defending his title. Sean O'Malley was the challenger. Super heavy underdog. Trying to win the championship. He does. It's crazy. Everybody goes nuts because they didn't really expect it. The crowd there, they're losing their mind. They were in Boston, Massachusetts. It was crazy. Great fight. Like I said, if you watch it, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, I'd recommend getting into it because it's a pretty cool experience regardless of if you just watch it or you actually partake in it or both. But I saw something after the fight. And once again, as I usually do when I see stuff like this, I'll just sit there in silence because I have to make sure that it's real. I have to make sure that there are actually people out there who think this way and who operate in this manner. And yes, yes, that is true. There are people out here who think like this and operate in this manner. I saw somebody comment on the fight, right? And like I said, I just want you to keep in mind that Sean O'Malley, who was the challenger who won the fight, is a white guy. Aljamain Sterling, who was the champion who was heavily favored to win the fight, is a black guy, although that should not matter unless you're trying to determine which fighter is which. Black trunks for Jones, white trunks for Guzmán, or black guy Jones, white guy Guzmán. That was said by Joe Rogan. It clearly matters to such a deeper degree in this case to a lot of people, including this person. I saw somebody tweet this out after the fight and I just wanted to rip my hair out. And clearly I did because it's freaking gone. Like, last week I had hair, then I watched the fight, and then I saw this tweet, and then I ripped it out, and now it's gone, and now I'm about to read the tweet. This dude said, people aren't going to like hearing this, but the UFC kind of set up Al Jermaine for failure. He had a fight with Henry Cejudo three months ago, and then he had to make a quick turnaround against someone who had a whole year of preparation for him. Plus, he's a black man defending his title in Boston of all places. So then that's when I proceeded to rip my hair out, and here I am. Now, I know I said I wasn't going to go into like any fight analysis, but just something real quick. Something about this is annoying about talking about how Sean O'Malley has a whole year to defend. Long story short, you can either have a long layoff or a quick turnaround. So you can fight and then have another fight in three months that's kind of a quick turnaround or you can fight and then have an entire year off, and then that's a long layoff. Both of them can be good. It can give you more time to heal or prepare, but then it can also produce some ring rust, so to speak. So you might get in there, and you might feel a little bit cold because it's been so long. A quick turnaround. Yeah, you might not have as much time to recover or prepare for a specific opponent, but at least you're warm. You're in the mood of fighting. So there's pros and cons to both. So This person is trying to make excuses for the fact that Aljamain Sterling lost. It was annoying. But that's not why I'm talking about this. It's the last part. Right? Basically saying that the UFC set him up because he's not really that likable of a guy. At least like the the character that he plays when he's on the microphone and when he's fighting or whatnot, he's kind of going back and forth with the crowd. But he's basically saying that the UFC set this man up for failure to lose in Boston of all places because he's a black man and Boston is such a racist place or whatever. Now, what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to go into a history lesson because I've seen it. Right. I've, I'll talk about these and then I'll take a peek. Right. Or maybe I'll get a notification about something that somebody said about it. And it's the usual. Right. I'm ignorant because I don't know my history and go back to school, even though I'm in school and all these things. I'm not ignorant to history, even though a lot of it is propaganda. I'm not ignorant to it. It's just I have no interest in giving a history lesson because that's not what the point of this is about. Right. My desire whenever I talk about certain things is to move forward we are in a country that ideally should be moving forward not remaining stagnant or looking back or being prisoners of the past in any capacity it's not good it's not healthy and it's not productive it's the exact same thing here i guarantee you that the majority of those eighteen thousand plus people who were in that arena to watch that fight were fight fans who just wanted to see a good fight the reality is that, for those who do not know, that Sean O'Malley is a fan favorite and Al Sterling is not a fan favorite. Not because Sean O'Malley's white and Al Sterling is black. Because there's a lot of black fighters who are fan favorites, who will go into a fight and people will cheer. People cheer John Jones, even though he's had some issues before, people still cheer him. People cheer Israel Adesanya. People cheer Derek Lewis. Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. I understand. But the problem with people who race bait is that they always gotta try to find something. It doesn't matter how many black fighters are cheered, as soon as one black fighter gets booed, okay, now the entire organization is racist and they set this man up and they wanted him to lose in this place and it's all these racist people and whatever, right? Just just a bunch of stuff that makes my head hurt. But this is unfortunate for a few reasons, right? Number one, it's an unfair assertion, as I said earlier, to assume that those people in that crowd are just a bunch of racists, and that's why they're having the reactions that they're having. They could just be fight fans. They could have spent their money to come to this event because they enjoy fighting. It's just It could be as simple as that, and I'm going to bet my money on that because I've been to a UFC event, and I can say with a lot of confidence that people are primarily there to hopefully watch good fights. They cheer when the fight's good. They cheer when their favorite fighter wins. And then they boo when the fight's boring. And they boo when their least favorite fighter wins. Number two, trying to make excuses for this grown man in the name of racism. To assert that he lost because the UFC set him up and they wanted him to lose here. And he's a black man defending in Boston, right? It's weird because, number one, he was the heavy favorite. So technically, according to the odds and just his resume, his experience, he should have won the fight. And if you look at the scorecards, because the fight went two rounds or a round and a half it made it to the second round. But if you look at the scorecards, he won the first round. So he just got knocked out in the second round. He got caught with a good shot. But you're trying to make excuses for this, man. And one of the platforms you're trying to do it on is on the basis of racism. That he was against all these odds, including defending his belt in front of a bunch of people who were just racist. That's so messed up. Because this is a grown man who, after the fight, made no excuses for why he lost other than the fact that he got caught with a good shot and was just being overzealous, and wasn't being patient, wasn't sticking to his game plan. He just got caught with a good shot and made no excuses. But then you got all these other people who will watch this unfold and then say something like this, and then a bunch of people see it, and they eat it up. And now, okay, Aljamain Sterling didn't necessarily lose because he got beat by either a better fighter or got caught with a good shot. No, he lost because the fans are racist. He lost because the UFC set him up to lose in a racist environment. It's ridiculous. But then number three is that you're taking credit away from Sean O'Malley. Now, like I said, I'm not that concerned with race unless I see something about it and then I feel the need to talk about it. But it's all too common that I see is people, uh, a lot of the times it's black people, whether it's fans or the sports media, taking credit away from white athletes in an effort to big up black athletes. That is such a problem. But clearly they don't see it because they're so blinded by racial issues that they kind of just make up in their head. But they would hate it if a white person did that to them. They would hate it if a white person tore down a black person to big up another white person. And I've talked about it before with Kendrick Perkins on ESPN in which he was saying that, you know, it's a problem that, Over the past couple of decades or whatever, that there have been three MVPs in the National Basketball Association who have not been top 10 in scoring and all three of them have been white. So I talked about it and I said, "Okay, well, let me go to 1956 in which America was probably super racist and made it public and we tolerated a culture of racism. Let me go back to 1956 all the way up until 2023 So that's 70 years or so, give or take, of NBA MVPs that I went down the list. Like 80%, just under 80% of unique NBA MVPs from 1956 to 2023 were black, which leaves the remainder to be white MVPs, which is not a lot. I think the actual number was, because there's a lot of people who have won it multiple times in a row. So that's why I don't count them like twice. So that's what I mean by unique. So I think that the actual number was about 30 unique black MVPs to about seven or eight white MVPs since 1956 all the way up until now. So the fact that that isn't enough to hold some black people over is crazy to the point where they now have to try and go discredit the only few white MVPs that have ever won the award in the history of the NBA. Right. It's not enough that the majority of MVPs, the overwhelming majority of MVPs in this league's history have been black. You now got to go after the very few white MVPs who have won the award to try to demean their accomplishment by bringing up the fact that they might not have been top 10 in scoring. Basically alluding to the fact that all they had to do was wake up and be white in order to win an MVP. That's stupid because you are discrediting everything that they did to win that award. But you're only doing that because you're so blinded by racial issues that you cannot see the disgusting nature of what it is that you are doing. It's the exact same thing here. Sean O'Malley is young, and I believe as of now, he's the youngest UFC champion in the organization He is young, he is a fan favorite, he's got a rocket strapped to his back, and people love him, so instead of congratulating him or telling your favorite fighter, if that's Aljamain Sterling, just to keep his head up because he lost, no, let me discredit Sean O'Malley's win, white guy, by asserting that the UFC set up Aljamain Sterling, black guy, to lose because... He was forced to do a quick turnaround, even though Sean O'Malley was out for a year, and then have him fight in a town full of racists. Make sure all the racists are in the audience. Make sure all the racists are watching back at home, right? Feed your racist energy to Sean O'Malley so that he can put it in that freaking right hand and clip Aljamain Sterling on his chin and put him to sleep, right? Then when Aljamain's on the ground and he's trying to wake up, he can't. Because when he's on the ground, he's just having a bunch of nightmares about all the races that are in the crowd, all the racists that are at home, all the racism that's going on, all the racism he has to fight against. Right? Then the then the white referee he stops the fight because he's a racist too. Everybody's a racist. Simply because the black guy lost. But when the black guy wins, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It, it is so infuriating. And I have to preface I understand history i understand racism exists i do but just because it exists does not mean it is present in every single thing that we do it is not this was a fight someone's gonna win someone's gonna lose nine times out of ten that's what happens does not mean that the fans there were racist does not mean that the organization is racist it does not mean that this man was set up to lose especially because he was an overwhelming favorite because if he would have won everybody would have just been like oh well that was expected they wouldn't have been like wow aljermaine sterling just defied all the odds by having a quick turnaround and he had to fight against a bunch of racism that we just made up right after the fight everyone in boston must be racist so they all came from the boston celtics game chirping at draymond green to the UFC event to chirp at Aljamain Sterling because he's black. And this is no shade to Aljamain because, like I said, he made no excuses. I actually like him. I think he's a great fighter. But Sean O'Malley won the fight. That's the reality. So if you're not going to cry racism when a black fighter wins, please do not do it when a white fighter wins. At the end of the day, we just want to watch fights. That's the beauty of the UFC is that any time reporters— try to implement some political BS or some racial trash into the narrative. They try to ask uh, the UFC president, Dana White, about it. Every time he's like, who cares, right? Who cares? You know, I know you say, hey, this is the fight business. People say nasty things, right? But the tension between those two and kind of the racial undertones and all those things, how do you- What were the racial undertones? Uh, Trigga says he's the real African fighter. And so you know Israel dropped some in words in there tonight so what was the racial who did who dropped the, the racial is Israel it? was saying over and over yeah, drop he's, he's, black. And okay. yeah. he's black 50 in bombs okay he's black who gives a shit I was going to say so you don't oh. have any concern about the way the build up the tension between those two I could care less this is the fight business Israel is a lot of sign you can say whatever you want to say who gives a shit why are, are people about that some people oh, of course yes. they are oh alright got it yeah if it keeps you up at night then maybe go see a therapist but who cares this is fighting this is not a ball sport this is not some like mushy gushy event or activity this is a fight so if you're worried about things that people say or things that people might you you think that they might be thinking or whatnot you're in the wrong sport Right, but shout out to both of these guys because the fight was fantastic. But the reality is that Sean O'Malley, this guy, knocked Al Jermaine Sterling out. That's what happened. That's literally it. There's nothing else to it. So please, for the love of God, I know that this is kind of part of like the job description as to what I'm doing and I'm I'm cool with it. I enjoy it. That's why I do it. You know, calling this stuff out but please stop trying to infiltrate the one thing that i believe to be switzerland which is fighting stop it leave it alone it it doesn't it doesn't require any of this political nonsense leave it alone this is not this is off limits boxing the ufc no nothing about race nothing about any of that crap These are men and women who work hard, and then they go in there, and then they fight. And then after it's all said and done, nine times out of ten, they're cordial and they're respectful with each other because they understand the gravity of what they just went through together. That's a beautiful thing. So please stop trying to make it ugly with these stupid narratives that Aljamain Sterling lost because of all the racist energy in the room that was thwarted his way. Stop it, please. Sean O'Malley, he won. It wasn't racist. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it.